Okay, this is the one I normally use. Yeah, yeah that works. What do you think, Ryan? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll critique it whenever the show gets posted. That's right. Well, we'll wait till it's you're fine. gone until then. We'll then we'll shit talk you. <laughs> I know. Her sound, man. Oh, I couldn't believe her sound. I can't believe she. Oh my god! Can't, can someone buy her a decent microphone? Yeah, where's all this LLC money? Oh. <laughs> she, spent it, she spent it on her new Zoom logo, which I'm looking at at the moment. God, it's. Let me just. Let's, I'll tell you. This is. We're in tax season. Tax season. Oh, That's yeah. true. You gotta look official. Hmm. Well, it's interesting. <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out what is that? What I can't, I am trying to get, hold on. I got to look at this. What's your Zoom logo, Liz? Oh, I, okay, so it's huh? Liz. Okay, wait a minute. Huh? Wow, what? it's Liz, wait, it's Liz Malone. Liz Malone, all one word, which looks cool. Liz, Liz Malone. So going to the one word name, which is cool. I like that move. It's like Madonna. There's still no Z in it. Liz, oh, sorry, Liz, Liz Malone. Liz <laughs> it's Malone. Only been a, it's only been a year. Liz Malone. <laughs> Liz Malone. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to sort this out. How I'm going to say this all as one word. Liz Maloney. No. Yeah, it could be Maloney, like baloney. Oh, Liz Malone. Lice. Liz. Yeah. Yeah. Lice is easier to say than Liz. Well, I don't know because there's an e at the end. So isn't that the rule that the e? If there's an e at the end, it always makes the i. What i? There's no i, I in there. Lice Malone. There's no e in Liz. Yeah, but it's not. It's, you okay? You're not getting this. No longer <laughs> is are there two words. It's all one word, right? In her new logo, so it's all one word. So L I S M. Hello. Et, oh, hey, hello. Lance. How are you? Hi, Lance. We're having a reading test right now. <laughs> <laughs> Recording in progress. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. Hey, this is, of course, the podcast where we talk with advocates and members of the disability community to educate and inspire better conversation about disability. Hey, my name is Rob Minot, and joining me today, Miss Liz Malone. Didn't pick me. Whoever picks you. I know. Listen, we gave her a hard time before the show, so I thought <laughs> that she deserved the top spot today. So, hi, Liz. Mike Four moving up in I the know, rankings. I know. I'm. I listen. I'm not going to let Mike Two get to my head. Don't worry. <laughs> That's right. Hey, look who look who else is here. It's Mr. Ryan Flurry. Hello, everyone. And uh, of course. Saving the best for last. Mr. Steve Barkley. How did I get to be Mike Four? (laughs) (laughs) Someone's going to take Mike Four occasionally. (laughs) I don't know why Mike Four got such a bad rap. (laughs) I've been with this thing from the beginning, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) This is a nightmare. I I don't know what happened. I'm just going to start introducing everybody at the same time. Okay. Nice. Yeah, somehow I'll figure that out. Well, Liz changed her name to like one big name, so maybe I'll just combine everybody's name into one big. 
Liz, Liz Malone. Uh, Actually, I was thinking you could just split it up different. You could be Liz Malone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, think mm-hmm. about that. Think about that with maybe we can help you with a new logo. Maybe it could be Lissom Alone. Yeah, Lissom Alone. Lissom Alone. I still think you should find a symbol. That's cool. I have a little <laughs> symbol. I got a little book symbol. Little book yep. symbol. Mm. Mm. Well, there you go. Well, we'll work on that. We'll workshop okay. that. Uh, How is everybody? Fine. Fantastic. Spiffy. Look at that, <sighs> Mike Four. Way to chime in there. <laughs> Thanks. I can use all the encouragement I can get. I can just keep sinking. He gave it 110% on that effort. <laughs> Dead. Uh, what's Go what's sports. New? <laughs> yeah, what's... <laughs> what's... What's... Uh-oh, Ryan's got the giggles. Yeah, Sam and Ryan are gone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what their oh, problem is. They both got the giggles. <laughs> uh, you know, I was going to say, it's great to have everyone back because uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a while. It's been a few weeks, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mike, two and three are gone. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> What's new? Hey, Steve, how's the, uh, how's the COVID going? Oh, all done. Long oh, done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop testing pause. It was only like a three-day event this time, and, and yeah. I only felt bad for well, not even bad, but just off for for one. So I think I think it's almost oh, like really? them, them vaccines they work. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Did you just were you just kind of run down? Is that? Yeah, I had one day where I was kind of you know my, the the temperature control system wasn't working properly, and uh, I just uh, felt kind of you know like I wanted to lie down, but. Uh, that was it. Next day, woke up just fine. Mm. It's me every day. Mm. I feel like I want to lay down right now. <laughs> well, well, go for it. Just take the mic with you. <laughs> uh, it's not easy being Mike One. No, it's not. There's a lot of pressure on Mike One. I would like to see you try to handle Mike One there. She had two podcasts at one time. So you just mm. settle down. Well, so does wow. he. Well, that's yeah. true too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my apologies, sir. But look at that. Look at Ryan. Like but I wasn't a, like, whining at... like a little, you know what? <laughs> a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wow. you go. It's so funny. Liz, Liz tries to make it so that I don't have to do any editing, and then Ryan gets in there right with <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I think that would be an ample time to move on. <laughs> It'd be an ample time. Are we supposed to be recording a show right now? Uh, yeah, yeah we that's are. the theory. Hey, oh, okay. yeah, that's right. Speaking hey, I, of... Listen, I tried, Rob. That's all I can I, say. I know. I know. I appreciate it. It's, the, the amazing thing about this podcast, really, is the how, how the tide turns really quickly. And how <laughs> Ryan is stabbing Liz gleefully in the back one minute and then sticking up for her the next... <laughs> My so multi personalities coming out. Yeah, it's a lot of buses going by and a lot of people <laughs> under them. <laughs> yep. Uh, hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. Enough of this nonsense. Uh, hey, what the heck are we doing today? Today we are speaking with Lance Johnson, who is a fellow podcaster over at the See Through Podcast. Welcome, Lance. Hey, hey, hey! Thanks for having me on. Glad you could join the chaos. <laughs> 
Thanks yeah. for not bailing. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> uh, I'm still here. I'm still here. That was yeah. fun, though, uh, listening to, you know, you guys get going there. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I, well, listen, I think we're all full of energy. I mean, Steve's just coming off of COVID. I'm taking vitamins. Uh, I don't know what Liz's deal is. And I don't know what Ryan's deal is. Actually, Ryan's shot out of a cannon today, too. But uh, we are Ooh, very- Can we do that? <laughs> what, shoot Ryan out of a cannon? Yeah. Only if it happens in Vegas. Okay. <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh, but no, we are thrilled to have you here. Uh, I absolutely love what you're doing over there. But before we get started and really sort of dive into to talking a little bit about the podcast, um, can you give us a little bit of a background on you and a little bit of, of background on just how you sort of fell into this whole podcasting gig? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I'm Lance Johnson. I host the See Through Podcast. Um, and uh, I currently live in New York City, but I am actually, I consider myself a North Carolinian. I grew up there and lived there for 27 years. Went to uh, film school at UNC Wilmington. Uh, where I got into filmmaking and 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 uh, had a short career in marketing and on set production um, and ended up doing basically just video editing now. So uh, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because that's how I got into podcasting. I kind of knew how to do it and I loved listening to podcasts and I had the skills already from my job to kind of do it and uh it kind of perfectly you know that perfect storm kind of happened with i had a specific skill set to do it plus i wanted to explore my vision loss more um i have retinitis pigmentosa as, as your listeners probably are all familiar with uh you know liz knows what I'm, knows what i'm talking about <laughs> and uh I wanted to learn more about my uh, RP, so I figured why why not? Uh, what's the, I figured what's the best way to do that? And you know, talk to people who have RP and uh, have vision loss. And and then I I thought about it even more. I said, you know, I, I want to hear from anyone with a disability because I think uh, the way people adapt is all very very similar, uh, no matter what disability you have. So basically, you know, it was a it's like a project for myself that can help other people in the process who are, uh, you know, in that learning phase, you know, I don't, I don't think my podcast is for like, you know, you're not going to learn much about, uh, you know, the technical side of disability and how to adapt and specific tools and things like that. My podcast is more of the mental side. How do you wrap your mind around you know, your disability, you know, and vision loss and things like that. And I, I went all over the place there, but I think a lot's there to pick from. <laughs> so, so talk to me a little bit about how, how long um, have you been diagnosed with, with RP and sort of where are you kind of in that, in that vision journey? Yeah. So I'm i uh, I was diagnosed at the age of 12, um, but it wasn't because I was showing symptoms. It was, it was because my mom has RP and they uh, wanted to keep a close check on me um, and my siblings too. Uh, I have an older sister and older brother. Uh, my older sister also has RP. My older brother does not. 
Um, but yeah, they wanted to, to see if they could see signs of it. And they did when I was 12. And when I went to like a, um, a retinal specialist in North Carolina at UNC Chapel Hill, and they confirmed it there, but I didn't have any symptoms, you know, that early. In fact, I, I didn't really have like symptoms that I could really pinpoint, put my like finger down on that's RP affecting my vision until I was around 22. And then, um, at 27 is when I quit driving. Um, I'm not legally blind though. I will, I will that will add that in, but I'm like, um, the last time I had a field vision test, they, they told me I was in the, around the, the like 40 to 50 degree range. Um, so, uh, if you know anything about field of vision, then that hopefully that helps you. Um, but yeah, that's where I currently am with my RP. It, I feel like that's, that must be a really sort of unique situation to be in where you're not really sure when things are really going to change for you. Have you had to sort of really sort of process that to figure out, you know, how to sort of deal with that on, on a day-to-day -day basis or if you're kind of, is that an evolving process? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I mean, I started this podcast basically out of necessity because I was in denial of having RP for so long. Like, I, anytime I would think about having, you know, vision loss, I would change the, you know, channel in my brain to something different. And it caused me quite a bit of anxiety. Anytime a thought would pop into my mind, you know, I would be at, at my job working, you know, as a video editor and I was a videographer for a long time too. So I was behind the camera too. So my job was very like visual heavy and it still is, you know, I'm, I'm a freelance video editor um, currently, and I would think to myself, how long can I do this? You know, um, so you have those mental thoughts and the, the, the main kicker to it all is that it's unpredictable and you don't know actually when something's going to happen or even if it's going to happen. So in terms of, you know, planning for the future, you know, it can be kind of hazy and uh there's a big mystery to everything and how much vision will i lose when will i lose it um and then you know if, when i was younger you got to factor that in you know when when dating you know you know how do you you know, tell someone if you're dating them and when to tell someone um you know when do you bring it up you know if you're in a dark bar you know, and it's hard for you to see, do you, do you tell someone or do you just kind of pretend your way through the night? You know, things like that. Those are situations that, you know, you, you can't really prepare for, um, and just kind of happen and you have to learn and adapt as you go. Um, but vision loss still is something I'm learning about, even though I've, you know, I've had 86 episodes of my podcast you know, I'm still learning every, every week, something new, uh, about, you know, about me and, and just the vision loss community as a whole, you know, it's an ongoing thing, never ending journey, you know, right. and, and every year, you know, lose a little bit of vision, you know, it's going to change. It's going to change. Mentality is going to change. My perceptions are going to change. Um, 
you know, literally and uh, mentally. But yeah, so I, I kind of wanted to talk to people and, you know, pick their brains about, you know, see what they know, and what advice they could share and so maybe expand my own way of thinking of things because what my my old way of thinking was wasn't very helpful right i'm, I'm curious do, do you keep up with any of the um the gene therapy treatment stuff about that's going on for uh, for rp right now because there's there's a whole bunch of it going on um, but it kind of requires that you you find out exactly what gene is causing um, your vision loss yeah i've had gene um I had a gene therapist and we did the genetic testing and they were able to, you know, pinpoint, you know, my, um, version of RP and, uh, and in terms of my knowledge of cures and things that are going on, I, I know like the fundamentals, like, you know, I know that they're doing gene therapy. I know that they're doing stem cell therapy. You know, I know that, you know, there's, all these things in the works and I know kind of the difference between the two, but I, I couldn't name like specific, sp anything specific to them. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm up to date, but not like super deep in the weeds on it kind of out of choice. Cause I don't want to focus too much on cu the cure. Uh, I would love a cure, but I, I just feel like, you know, uh, yep. me, me Googling it and me keeping up super up to date with it. It's not going to speed up, mm. you know, what the scientists are doing or the, you know, these researchers are doing. So, uh, you know, if something big actually happens, then I, I assume that I will hear about it, you know, cause it'll be such big news that it'll, it will be, you know, everyone will be sharing it and talking about it. So that's kind of my mentality, I guess. Yeah, when it comes to RP, the important thing is to have received your report, which you've already done, and you're sort of in the system, if you will. Um, Definitely. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting because I, I actually just had my a recent workup and I asked my doctor about what my results were in terms of where I, I sat in because I really I was kind of like you I'm like well it is what it is I mean and me knowing like which kind of gene and this that isn't gonna make any difference, um, but. You know, I learned that in my case, it is so complicated because of the, there are hundreds of mutations of it. In my case, I have the recessive gene and both of my parents, biological parents had different mutations that mutated together to, get, to create my third mutation of their two variations. So it's just, it's just such a, like a rigmarole of um, mutations out there that it's to kind of sit and, and hope and wait, you're, it's just, I don't want to say it's pointless or it's hopeless. I don't want to sound like that, but all you can really do is be cataloged. And if your number comes up and they happen to find something for your particular mutation, then yay. But you just have to kind of live your life in the meantime and not, you know, hedge your bets on that, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree completely. And I actually have a unique there's actually a unique story to how they they pinpointed, you know, my, um, you know, what am I, I feel like I'm being ignorant, but what is the name? Like, is it the strain of RP? Is that how you would say it? Uh, I would say mutation. Mutation. Yeah. My, I know what my mutation is, but it, it's kind of unique how they figured that out. Um, just with my information alone from the blood work, they couldn't 
pinpoint which one because it it was possible that it was like 10 different ones um but did they all they did the same blood work um on my sister and mom who who have rp and we only had one in common across you know the board so that was the only way they could pinpoint mine because i had other data to kind of use and um kind of you know process of elimination i guess mm-hmm. yeah, yeah gene therapy is really interesting because it is so specific you gotta it's got to be targeted towards the exact um mutation um but uh but it's nice to see. Like I, I read an article uh, back in January that there were there were at least seven different um, clinical trials that were going on around RP, and uh, one of them had actually uh, been approved for uh, uh, RP sixty five, um, which is one of them. Um, nice. Which is, which is uh, I believe that's the uh, one for uh, Lieber's congenital amaurosis. Um, but it's also, um, there's also retinitis pigmentosa that gets, um, involved in that one as well. So, but, uh, but yeah, there's so much, it's interesting to see how much there is going on around it because it, obviously medical science views it as something that, you know, down the road will be, will be treatable through gene therapy. Yeah. I always think about that, you know, cause RP is a rare eye disease and sometimes I'm like, I wonder, you know, how much goes in in, how many other eye diseases are they working on how many other you know medical conditions are they working on and it's like i probably just am naive to all of that and i'm just hyper focused on rp but it it is interesting like how huge that world must be in terms of you know discovering new things for you know something entirely different um and kind of having rp has kind of made me aware of that it's like there's you know that that uh some really bright minds are doing some really great studies and and even for rare you know diseases which is which is awesome yeah i i remember there was there was one where they actually came up with a with a cure for a specific eye disease they did their their clinical trials and they actually uh they actually restored vision uh for for a kid in the trial and uh they got fda approval and they they brought it to market um, but the eye condition it was dealing with was so rare and there was so much R and D that went into developing the treatment that it was, it was a million dollars for, for a, a patient to be treated with it, which puts it, you know, right out of, right out of reach for virtually everybody, which is yeah, it's just, it's just a, super, it's just a super little bit expensive. But, yeah. Just, just, a, just a wee bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Steve's like, I'll take three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> right after yeah, that, my lotto win. That's a great point because I feel like when people hear about cures and things like that, they're not factoring in that it's most of these cures are going to be really, really expensive. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is unfortunate. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I, I've been keeping up with uh Gene therapy, the stem cell therapy, I'm I'm very excited about that too because I feel like it's it's more universal. It's not so specific, you know, to the mutation. Um, you know, it can kind of one size fits all. And then also, I just covered on my podcast the Neuralink um, and how that might be able to help, you know, with people with vision loss. 
Uh, I'm not sure if you're you're how much you, you're familiar with that. I'm, I was pretty new to it. That's why I covered it. But I, I'm not sure that that doesn't ring a bell for me. Does it ring a bell for any of you guys? So it's um, it's it's from the it, it's an Elon Musk company. Neuralink, and it's that basically that microchip that they're gonna put in people's brains, or they're planning oh, to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and essentially, what their goal is is to, if you wear like you'd, ha- it have some sort of external camera, and it sends data to the chip, and the chip, you know, is attached, sends a signal to the brain, which would kind of show you what the camera's seeing based off of the data. In a, in a way, it's like artificial vision. Right. Um. And that's what they're hoping to do. Um, will Man. it work? Will it? Will it actually be like that? Who knows? But I, I think it's fun to think about. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I remember absolutely. Early, early version of that sort of research. Um, it was. It was probably at least a decade ago now. Um, but uh, I remember talking to an American guy who went to. I think it was Morocco. Uh, to to have an implant implanted because no, nobody in the States would let it happen. Um, and, uh, he, he, he ended up at the end of it with, I think three or four pixels that he could see through and, and pick up light and dark. And that was, that was, that was pretty much it. And the sad part about it was because he had done the initial one, um, he didn't qualify for anything after that. Like he couldn't, he couldn't actually advance with the program. He was, he was basically out. That's what you got. And there you go. Um, so I think in his case, it was fairly, fairly disappointing. I don't think you want to be on the cutting edge of that one. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, It scares me. Even like the clinical trials that are going on with these legit companies scare me, honestly. Well, I think Elon Musk is going to lure people into the trial by giving them, uh, you get a free verified check mark on your Twitter account. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, not only that, then he'll fire all the surgeons. He'll just be like, I'll just do the surgery myself. (laughs) Just, Just lie back, sir. Just lie back. I, got, I know what I, I'm doing. That's what he's AI making the robots for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it's we're going to do it on the moon. Wild idea that, you know, the, the, the microchip in the brain. Um, and I, I, I thought about it too. I said, I don't think I would do it if I didn't have RP. But since I have RP and if it could help me with that, then I would open myself up to having a microchip in my brain. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like a question you got to ask yourself, you know, like, are you open? What are you open to? You know, cause you know, you're, it's going to involve human clinical trials for almost all of these things that we want to happen, but it's going to take, you know, real humans, you know, yep. getting involved and some people are, you know, more cautious than others. And it's already a rare d- d- disease and it's not like that many people are, have have done the genetic testing to even figure out their specific mutation yeah. so it's a small pool you know to pull from basically you know yeah. so it's so uh, yeah the more people involved and in, you know the better you know yeah well you know it's interesting that you talk about about learning and the podcast i mean we we're always saying around here too that that's really kind of what what we enjoy the most um about doing the podcast as well because you know every week you you're talking to different people and you know whether it's, it's somebody in the in the blindness or low vision community or it's somebody in, in a different disability community um and it's always 
it's it's always always so interesting to hear you know their perspective or their story or learning about their particular um, condition uh, and you know and I, I really just value that on a personal level is that kind of how you're finding doing the show as well oh yeah yeah every story is fun for me because it's there's only one story you know and I kind of come from a film background in terms of my school and profession. Um, so I kind of think of these podcast episodes are as like little documentaries almost, you know, like I'm recording an interview for a documentary. Um, and what I like about documentaries is that, you know, it's so specific to that person. It can only be that person's story, that person's upbringing, that person's state of their disability, you know, that, you know, you hear blindness is a spectrum and then, you know, so where are they at on that spectrum? When did they get there? What's next step on that spectrum um, is, you know, how was, you know, some people are later in life, some, some are earlier in life. How did that affect you know, that stage of their life, the the deeper you dive into it, the more unique everything gets, you know, on the individual basis. And um, that's kind of why I feel like I there's no, I've kind of come to the conclusion that I can't learn everything. Um, and I don't think I ever thought I could. I'm kind of coming to the conclusion that I definitely, <laughs> I definitely will never learn everything because there's no one size fits all advice because not only is each person's disability different, but each person's, um, yeah. you know, um, state of mind and attitude is different. Um, each person's, you know, circumstances are different, you know, uh, geographical location, age, you know, ethnicity, everything. So it just, it's just, uh, all I can do is ask questions that I want to know the answers to and, basically create this huge you know system of data that i can pick and choose from well i like this and i don't like that i like how this person thinks of this and but i don't like how that person thought of this um and, and then it helps me as i you know learn from my own personal experiences and i can bring a hundred point of views into you know to help me kind of figure out what mine actually is you know so that that's kind of how I, I treat, you know, learning and, uh, you know, taking in what each person says. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that really struck me about about your podcast was that you, I, I got a sense really early on in listening to a few that it, it felt a lot more personal than a lot of other um, podcasts out there in the sense that you, you do get that sense that you are are talking to the people that you're talking to and you're talking about the topics that you've you've chosen for a very specific reason because you know you're sort of on this journey that you're going through and, and that you do want to learn and so you're kind of taking the listeners and the viewers along with you on that journey and I find that really really interesting well yeah I appreciate that and it kind of makes sense like on you know that sounds appealing to me as like a podcaster, you know, to be able to ask questions that I actually want to, to be, have answered basic, basically instead of what do, do people want to hear about? 
and I'll ask that, you know, and then you get, you know, cookie cutter questions and then you get cookie cutter answers, you know? So it's like, you know, some, but sometimes it shoots you in the foot because sometimes it's, it feels too specific, too personal, you know, and like, this is a rare eye disease. Like, does my question about retinitis pigmentosa, you know, it doesn't, is that a question that the masses will be able to even be interested in? Um, and sometimes it's like a catch 22. Sometimes it's like, all right, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm learning. I'm asking what I want to ask, but you know, what's, uh, is, is there a mass appeal to this? No. Okay. You know, but you want your podcast to grow. You want it to yeah. have an audience. So, um, so I try to find a good, you know, in between, you know, and, um, I try to make it, my goal is that anyone can listen to my podcast and be entertained by it. Um, but I do, I'm not, you know, naive to the fact that what I talk about is very specific and niche. Um, so yeah, it can get complex, but, um, at the end of the day, if I am being selfish and, you know, trying to figure out things for myself, um, that's been working, you know, but you know, I, that's all I, I guess that's what I want to get out of it. Yeah. Um, but it, it can get confusing sometimes. Yeah. Well, hundred percent. I mean, and we run into that, that all the time here at the show, you know, we, you, you, sometimes we are really self-indulgent with the, the people or the topics that we, that we talk about because sometimes literally it's just like, well, we don't know anything about this, but we're really curious. So let's do a show on it. Let's bring somebody on to talk about it and do some learning. And you know what, uh, if, if there are people in the audience that are interested in that, great. If they're, if they aren't, they, you know, they just won't happen to listen to that episode and that's okay too. I mean, that's really the, the power and the, and the flexibility of the, of the podcast platform is that you can kind of get away with that. Um, and I think that that's, that's really what the beauty and sort of the power of, of podcasting is. Yeah. And I love podcasts for that reason, you know, and, and I wish I could have a, you know, more of an output, you know, but I, it's like I work full time and I do the podcast on the side. It's just a complete, you know, side project. Right. And it's like, I find myself editing on weekends a lot and, you know, cuts out a lot of my free time and I'm, I'm, and I'm doing biweekly episodes. So it's like, I wish I could have more of an output so I could, you know, cover more topics and even, you know, to your point, even get more niche and even more specific because, you know, if this episode's not for you, then, you know, the one, I, the next one I post will be, you know, right. in a couple of days, but, you know, going to a biweekly setup, um, because I, I have, um, video episodes that you can watch on YouTube, um, added a lot more time in the editing. And, uh, so now I'm more precious with, you know, what I, what I talk about and who I talk to, you know, because it's like, I have one episode a month is solo meet just me covering topics. Right. And then one episode is with a guest. So, you know, I'm having that, you know, that's only 12 guests a, a year now that I'm doing. Right. Um, so, and then I want to have variety. So sometimes I'm like, all right, well, if people aren't into this, you know, uh, they got to wait a whole nother month. So it, it makes it a little more complex. So yeah, I wish I had a more of an output, but you know, 
until it becomes, you know, like a, uh, something loosens in my schedule. If my <laughs> podcast can make, you know, enough money to replace right. my job, then I can have more of an output. And, but yeah, I, I wish I could do, you know, twice a week, but you know, biweekly is all I can handle right now. And I'm barely doing that. Right. Labor of love, my friend. Yeah, definitely. No. Oof. Definitely. And you're a professional video editor and even you're saying it's tough. It's, it's tough. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It, editing is tedious, you know, and it takes a lot of time, you know, especially with long form content like this, you know, it's just going to take eat up time. Even if it's, even if it, you are like highly skilled and editing is easy to you, it's still, you still got to do it. You still got to go in and listen. And it's an hour long, hour and a half. Sometimes you got to cut down. And my first 50 episodes of my podcast were just audio. And I was doing one a week then. And then when I switched to video, I learned very fast. Oh, I can't do one a week. And then I switched to biweekly. And, and I, you know, I may even have to cut it back down more in the future, but it, it just depends on how it grows. But, um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of at like a crossroads. I'm, I feel like I'm hitting a crossroads of, you know, what's next or what, what to do next kind of thing. Well, and I mean, I would also say that, you know, you're, you're a solo podcaster. I mean, for us, you know, we've, <laughs> there's four of us and, you know, there are times when we kind of, we, we are able to sort of sit back and let somebody else sort of. Uh, steer the ship for a little bit. So, I mean, that must be really incredibly challenging too, when you're, you know, you're, you're a one man show, you're, you're, you're doing all the planning, you're doing all the scheduling, uh, you're doing the actual, the show and then the editing and all the post stuff. I mean, that's, that's a lot. But on the flip side, he's, he's got three less gaff machines involved. <laughs> <laughs> so editing would be a lot easier. <laughs> well, you don't have to put up with a mic four. Or a mic two. Or a mic two. Just for, just for the day. I'm like queen for the day, mic two. <laughs> it would be a great podcast if it wasn't for all the mics. <laughs> Yeah, the four four audio tracks would be uh, stressful for me. So I, I, uh, it's, uh, it's true. I respect I respect the game. <laughs> well, it's kind of handy though because if he wants to get rid of one of us, he just deletes that track. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh no, Rob takes the easy route. He just snaps the he just snap locks the tracks and just does it all in big hunks. Listen, <laughs> it's a nice track you have, Liz. It would be a shame if something happened to it. Yeah. <laughs> Never seen a, a nicer waveform. Oops. Delete. <laughs> Delete. Bye-bye. No, but um, talk to me a little bit about the preparation then. Do you do a lot of um, like sort of research when you're, when you're looking for guests or does that f flow pretty naturally? When I first started, I didn't know anything or really anyone, honestly, like in, in, North Carolina, where I'm from, you know, the only person I knew with RP was my mom and my sister. Um, and so I, I didn't know all these staples, you would call them, of, of people in the blind community, th these names that everyone knows and follows. I wasn't even aware of them, you know. So it's like whenever I started, you know, I, I got on, you know, social media and basically found and followed a bunch of, you know, um, public figures, influencers in the 
the, you know, the blind community, you know, searching, you know, under the retinitis pigmentosa hashtag to find people and just following a bunch of people, just trying to throw myself into this world that I had, had avoided for 27 years. And in doing so, um, some people I would just stumble upon and be like, Oh, I really want to talk to them about that. And then I would, I would, I would just DM them on Instagram or email them. And, and I was very surprised at how many people would say, Hey, yeah, sure. I'll talk to you, you know? And, and, um, so it's, it's, it's been kind of uh learn as I go and find and network as I go, you know, because it, I was very, um, naive to think that it wasn't a massive community. Like in my head before I joined, you know, and started this podcast and kind of joined, you know, the social media network of, you know, the blind, low vision community, disability community. I'll be honest, like even with my podcast, I was like, no one else. I don't think anyone else has a podcast about vision loss. And now it's like, I know, you know, there's so many and there's a lot of really good ones, you know, like yeah. yours. And yeah. it, when, when I started it, I, you know, I was like, I thought the world was a lot smaller. So to my surprise, it was, it was very large and it's, and it seems to be growing. Yeah. So it's kind of been fun because, and that's, that's one thing I love about podcasting the most is that it's, it stays fresh because I'm, I'm in control over who I talk to and, in in the question so if if i've been following someone on instagram from afar basically being a you know a creeper online and following people and become fans of them you know oh now i find myself now i'm all i'm having deep hour-long conversations with them and, and getting to know them so it's 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 like a cool cool place to be because it's like i get to meet people learn from people and um talk to people who who i who I admire and respect. It's, 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 yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, you know, we've sort of had a, a, you know, a ringside seat to watching this community really grow over the past, I'd say like five or six years. It's, it's really kind of exploded. And, and there are, you're absolutely right. There are like a lot of really great podcasts out there, which I think is really important because, you know, as we were talking about earlier about the, the disability community, that one of the sort of the, major attributes of that is that it, it is so so wide um, there's so many different people with so many different needs and so many different stories and so many different perspectives that really the more podcasts that are out there it's more likely that somebody's going to find a podcast that sort of resonates with them and their story um, that they can listen to and, and get a lot of value out out of and I and I really do think that more and more people are are being attracted to the idea of having a podcast because just like you're finding I think that it can be a really almost therapeutic exercise to to work on something like that and and to be able to have some place that that they can um, express their thoughts or their ideas or they can use it as a, as a learning platform or a, or even just a platform to network with other people in the community with mm -hmm. and, and I think it's it's a really it's it's just a really exciting place to be right now yeah I agree completely yeah I find it therapeutic and I love the the social aspect of it because I'm an introvert and I like to kind of 
plan my social, you know, <laughs> interactions. So it's like, oh, I, if I have an interview, you know, not only am I having a conversation, but it, it's not like one with, you know, small talk, you know, it, it's like, oh, I'm talking to you about how, how was, how, how, what was it like growing up with a disability, you know, and, and, you know, getting bullied in school or, you know, telling your, your, uh, husband or, you know, what's it like being a blind parent? You know, I'm talking very serious topics, you know, it's not, you know, I, I have a lot of fun and, and have a lot of light, you know, banter and things like that. But the topics that I cover sometimes, sometimes it gets real deep. It's very stimulating conversations. Um, and I'm, I'm getting to meet some very interesting people and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And, um, the social networking part of it is, uh, something I didn't think about when I started it, you know, uh, and I was pleasantly surprised, you know, to find and even people who, you know, I don't bring on my podcast, but I'm constantly finding myself, you know, communicating with them via comments of, of their content and sharing their content or people will share my content. It's kind of like, you know, you make some, some friends and it's cool yeah. to see like, Oh, this person supports me. I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to support them. And, um, I was, at, I, sometimes I get surprised at, you know, how supportive people are, um, and how, you know, cause it, it's, it's a weird thought to think, you know, like someone's listening to me. <laughs> That's something that I love about the community as well. Um, uh, everybody is so amazing. And that's kind of, you know, been our mandate lately is just like, you know what, let's any every chance we get, let's get, let's bring on a podcaster, let's talk to another podcaster, because for one, it is it, it's great to meet people and to learn their stories and to be able to try to help spread the word about some of these other podcasts, because it is really hard to find a podcast because one of the downsides of this new flood of podcasts that are that are sort of entering into the field is that it, it, it can be hard to find so um you know it's it, we we love doing it and you know every single podcaster that we've ever had on the show you know it's 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 been an absolute delight talking to them and and you know we always make sure that we do whatever we can to, to help support them yeah i love this i love the support you know and going you know helping each other's podcast grow and yep um so yeah and i i really appreciate you bringing me on um and the thing is it's like the podcasters that you talk to it's it's kind of fun to talk to other podcasters right because you know how it goes you know you know uh how how strange it can be sometimes to talk to a stranger and ask them yep. really serious questions and uh, and then edit it and put it out. And... The other thing that that I that was really intrigued about about your podcast is that I, I thought it was interesting some of the topics that you bring up because you know you've you've talked you talk about things about like ableism or um, you know dating and, and disability stuff like that that um, can be a little bit of a, a hot topic. So I'm just curious from your perspective because again I'm, I'm sure that this is all stuff that that's learning for you you know you're they're, they're legitimate questions but 
of all this content that you're putting out there, have you, have you ever gotten any sort of pushback or people like, you know, uh, not happy with some of the content? What's the general sort of reaction been to some of these topics? Oh yeah, I've definitely gotten quite a bit of pushback. Um, and yeah, you're right. These are hot topic questions and sometimes it's thrilling to kind of cover something and being like, Oh, this is going to piss people off. Um, or create some sort of conflict in the comments where people are agreeing with me yeah. and then they're disagreeing. And I know for a fact sometimes, and I've kind of come to the conclusion that if you share your opinion, prepare yourself for a storm. You know, yeah. a lot of, a lot of people play it neutral and I don't blame them at all because it, it's like you if your if your goal is to get information out and teach people you can be neutral and if, and be effective at the same time but i think what i like to do is create conversation starters and honestly i like to just rant so if it's a solo episode you know i pick a topic or an article about something and i'll just kind of cover it and go on a long rant about it and you know it's my personal opinion so it it's not really it's it's a lot of i'm seeing a lot of subjective things but there it's my opinion so classic you know not everyone's going to agree with you just by sharing my opinion even if 75% of people agree with me there's still that 25% that's that doesn't and trust me those that 25% is going <laughs> to comment and I'll let you know yeah exactly so and yeah and, and it's part of me learning right you know going back to the whole doing this thing for learning is sometimes i'll put something out and i'll and i'll be nervous about it i'll say i may get torn apart for that one or people may say i'm speaking out of my ass or something for some stuff i say and i kind of put it out there as almost like a test a test yeah. feeler i'm like well if it's wrong if it's really wrong what i said then people will let me know because right. I have a small audience, you know, I'll, the numbers fall off or someone, you know, too, a lot of people leave the same comment, you know, then I, all right, I know I had a bad take on that. So it's almost like that. It's like, I almost like to a, you can't really learn completely from the neutral kind of perspective. Sometimes it's like, yeah. I have to ask a question or bring up a point to see what people think, you know, yeah. all right, well, let's talk about this. Um, and I'm going to ask a question that may some, a lot, some people may avoid. And I want to hear your answer, your answer, your answer, your answer. I want to hear it. I want to hear every kind of viewpoint and then pick what I like. So sometimes by doing that, you open yourself up just by even asking the question or, or just, you know, touching on a subject matter, just the fact that you're touching on it is going to get people riled up. Even if, you know, you're doing it from a place of like, I'm going to ask a question or here, this is a controversial topic. Here's what happened. What do you think? Just by asking, what do you think? You know, and I've learned that by covering something like ableism, since it's one of those isms, you know, it gets grouped in, you know, with yeah. you're like a far left kind of liberal, re like really progressive and people just shut off instantly, you know, just just from that word. Right. Because it's an ism word. So then it's like, all right, well, language matters. 
um, you can cover the same topic in different ways and elicit a response. Um, it's how, how, you, how do you want to word things? Yeah. Yeah. It's an, it's an absolute challenge. I mean, and you know, we, we sort of face the same thing. I mean, sometimes you do feel like you're stepping into a, you know, a, a minefield with certain things, but I think that, you know, it is important to, to have the conversations um, because you're, you're absolutely right. That's where people learn. And, you know, I think that if you're coming, coming at it from a, a place of, Hey, this is, this is what I think at the moment, change my mind. If, if this is wrong, then I I'm open to, to learning and, and, and learning better, learning, like learning to do better. Yeah. But you know, you have to go through that process. Everybody doesn't just come out with the correct, uh, opinion, um, right out of the womb. Like everybody learn, mm -hmm. everything's a learning experience. So, um, you know, again, I think that that's the power of podcasting that, that we can cover some of these topics and cover them from a place of, of, uh, you know, wanting to learn about other perspectives and wanting to hear other perspectives, but it can be a really scary place because, um, there, there are, there are the mobs are, that are out there that are just, you know, looking for places to be outraged in. And, uh, so I think that that shuts a lot, a, a lot of conversations down, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that there's a little bit of a echo chamber, you know, that goes on in, in the disability community, um, blind community. So sometimes I, I'm like, I, I intentionally look for things that I haven't heard. And then I try to bring them up and discuss them and post content involving, you know, something that I haven't heard yet, just because I'm like, all right, you know, I love, I love the phrase blindness is a spectrum, but me saying it's not doing it, you know, gonna change the world, you know, it's like, it's already been said a hundred times. So I'm like, kind of like, all right, well, what, what can we talk about? That's going to make people think, or what about blindness is a spectrum is what's something new that involves that phrase and what that phrase means. That's going to make people think what's going to bridge the gap. Cause I always think about it. Like, you know, if someone's on YouTube and they're you know, scrolling through YouTube shorts or Instagram reels or TikTok, and they stumble upon my video and they don't have a disability, they don't have a you know, eye condition or anything, you know, can I teach them? Cause that's, it's, and my podcast is almost like a support group for people with disabilities um, and, and, and vision loss. But I only, like, I'll be honest, like, I want that to be 50%. And I want the other 50% to be people just learning and opening up their own minds about it. Oh, I never thought about that. I never thought about, you know, how, you know, everyone, you know, basically becomes disabled if they live long enough and you know um, accessibility is, is for everyone and RP is you know peripheral vision and then versus you know star guards is central and like there's different forms of vision like I like the fact I like thinking of people who don't know anything just like how I, I didn't know anything when I started could maybe stumble upon something I made and make them think deeper and, and, and broader about, you know, the world we're in. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's really the power too of, of the video content side of that. Um, because you can, you know, you can build up, you know, YouTube shorts or, um, you know, some Instagram reels or, uh, you know, even, you know, there's people that are, that are doing, um, great disability content, uh, podcasting, but they're also making like TikTok videos and stuff like that. And that those platforms really can, can make a, an impact in terms of getting that message out there and getting people sort of tuned into some of this content that, yeah, you're absolutely right. They would, they would really learn a lot from. So in the same, in the same, you know, kind of, um, vein, it's like, sometimes it backfires on you and that's the, those are the, you, you, you attract the, you know, the strangers who don't much, know much about disability and, and then you, they show their, um, you know, the bad side of themselves and yeah. leave a negative comment. And then you, and then you as the creator, you're like, Oh man, is that really how p people, some people yeah. think of that? And you know, you're, you're trying to bridge this gap, but then sometimes you but yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm, am I making it bigger if I'm covering, you know, something that's divisive. So yeah. if I'm talking about how Mr. B Beast didn't really cure blindness, you know, of course I'm going to yeah. get people in the comments being like, bro, you're just, you're just jealous, you know, cause they couldn't cure your, your thing. And, or yeah. you really hating on Mr. Beast. He did such a great thing. And it's like in the video, I said, I appreciate what he did. He just kind of misled people with the title and yeah. what he did. So, you know, sometimes it's like, I really get kind of nervous. Cause I'm like, all right, well, I'm talking, I'm trying to teach people, but in the process, if it's something that they love and hold dear to themselves, or, you know, if I'm covered, if I'm talking about something that, you know, Candace Owens said or some divisive figure, then I'm going to get, you know, Andrew Tate or, um, Matt Walsh or, you know, people like that, you know, I've all covered that them and that kind of content gets the most eyes on it. And you get people defending, you know, people who they're fans of in the comments. So it's, it's like, sometimes it's like, I feel like I'm, it works against me. I, I'm widening yeah. the, I'm widening the gap. Um, but, yeah. but you know, maybe, um, it's clicking with somebody, you know, who, I don't know, but you gotta, you gotta put it out there. The same way those devices, people put their thoughts out there. You gotta put your thoughts out there. Um, yeah, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta take the chance, right. And pull the trigger and, and see, and see what happens. But, uh, people, people like to argue on, uh, on the internet. Apparently this is what I hear, <laughs> <laughs> but no, listen for anybody out there that is interested in the podcast, where the heck can they find you? Uh, yeah, any platform really, uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, um, and if you want to watch, you know, the, the interviews, um, you can watch on YouTube. Um, and then I'm on social media. Um, my handle is at see through pod. Um, and that goes across the board for all social platforms. Um, but yeah, anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube, you know, I'd, I'd love it if you checked it out, gave an episode to listen. Um, I do one solo episode a month and one with a guest and I cover a wide variety of topics and disabilities. Um, and I come at it from, you know, the perspective of someone in the beginning stages of vision loss and, you know, kind of learning to accept their vision loss. Um, so that's my perspective as a host. So if you're in a similar position or 
you're curious as to what someone in the beginning stages thinks and 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 wonders about you know then my podcast uh, might might be right up your alley and you sell merch do you ship to canada i do ship to canada there you go so people can support the show either by purchasing merchandise or subscribing on patreon i do have a patreon yeah look at that another thing lance and i have in common we both ship to canada (laughs) (laughs) what do you ship Oreos. Oreos. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, how could you forget that? I knew exactly what she was talking about. Gone a while. (laughs) Oh, really? I'm still working through my new supply. We should have talked about that. I'm curious about the Oreo trade. (laughs) Yeah, well, listen, Canada. No trade. Yeah, we don't. (laughs) There's a one way. (laughs) We don't have nearly as many great Oreos as you do down there. So this is Liz had to had to send a, a care a care package to us filled with uh, Oreos and I'm still eating it. through mine. Double stuffed or normal? Oh, all sorts. Oh. Birthday cake, oh. uh, hazelnut, d- double dark chocolate. There was a, a variety pack we could receive. Lemon. The lemon ones lemon. were the best. Oh, so good. I do like the lemon. My favorite Oreo is is the uh, Halloween ones there where they're orange. Um, nothing changes oh, with no the flavor. Way. I just like the fact that it's orange. <laughs> Yeah, what's not to love about that? The, yeah. the brown that cookie even. with the orange cream? Yeah, it's it's I love it. Man. Yeah. Presentation yeah. is everything, you see? That's Mhm. Yeah, yeah, we're still looking into that. We're looking into this why there's the the great Oreo gap between our two nations. <laughs> and probably so, Doritos. They probably have different Doritos than we do too. That's actually true too. So, there's so something I think the going next on. The care package needs to be a Dorito shipment. Yeah. We'll talk. I, we'll were, talk. <laughs> there were, just saying, there were Doritos in that shipment, too. Yeah, yes, there was. There That's was. true. There was. I like the spicy nacho Doritos. That's yeah, we own. got those. Yeah. we Liz sent a box or a bag of those. And the They're classic, good. you know, Cool Ranch is, is yep. uh, the go-to. Probably probably if, the best one, probably. If, if I told you what I did with, what I do with my Cool Ranch Doritos, I think that it would gross everybody out. We would probably lose listeners. So. Oh, you better tell us then. <laughs> no, don't tell us. <laughs> tell us. Tell I got, us. I got one vote yes, one vote no. Steve, you're I, the timer. I, 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 I definitely want to hear it. Okay, okay, let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Cool Ranch Doritos dipped in chocolate syrup. What? It's now, a, where did you even come up with trying that? No, <laughs> I no. D- I think I was probably drunk. Oh, However, or something. I'm really <laughs> thinking in my head. It's I, that. Can I just tell you? It's that it perfect. Good. That sweet, salty. Oh my hmm. god, uh, Lance! Thank you. J- try it. See, at least Lance is open-minded. <laughs> Unlike you, you know what's. Is it cl- like the normal like? Is it does it have to be warm like chocolate syrup or is it just can it all be room temperature? You can use like like Hershey's chocolate syrup, which is room temperature. You know what I I. You know what I think it would be good, honestly. You get the chocolate syrup that hardens, so that it hardens around the Dorito. But the Dorito has to be cold. That's what makes it hard in the magic shell. But you can throw the Doritos in the freezer. Okay, now you're getting weird. Or you have, or you could just, or you could heat up real chocolate and then when it dip it in and then let it naturally harden. Yeah. I guess you could do that. Arteries are hardening. Just listening to you. Lance, I look, Lance, I'll try. I look forward. I'm try to, I look. I think you need to do it on YouTube. I, I would absolutely watch that episode with, <laughs> with bated breath. Listen, you make a cereal out of it. 
Yeah, listen, you can have a new like sub series on the YouTube channel and have Liz on. It'd be like the hot ones where you just invite podcasters over to try really super weird Dorito combinations. <laughs> what, That's honestly do you, a great what idea. What do you do with your Doritos? <laughs> it's Double here. Stuff. Eat this with Liz Malone. That's right. <laughs> Double stuffed Oreo with ketchup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. I will try almost almost anything once. I may never oh, yeah? eat it again, well, but see. I will almost try. I will always, you know. Do they have sriracha Oreos? <gasps> oh. Let me just tell you, chocolate with with hot red pepper with red pepper is delicious. By the way, yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah, I think I've had dark chocolate with peppers in it. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Don't Lance, we're going to talk. We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah, we clearly we're we're generating new content already here. Oh, I love uh, food, and I love I love uh, junk no, this, food that yeah. involves my childhood. You know, staples mm. that. You know, I gotta watch what I eat now, but I think I love I love to think about Doritos. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they're they're real kryptonite with me too. <laughs> but yeah, no, stay tuned for a dill pickle with maple syrup on it. That sounds good, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we must be getting close to dinner time. It is. I think, I think so. That's another reason why we we yeah. gotta get out of here. All yeah. right. Well, listen, Lance. <laughs> thank you so much. For taking some time out of your evening and talking with us it was an absolute delight best of luck with the show um and come back anytime thank you so much for having me i, I had fun you, you guys asked questions that i enjoyed answering it's a uh, fun to be on the other side and now i know i don't have to edit anything <laughs> <laughs> just walk away it's very, right. very very nice feeling honestly that's right. It's like walking away. It's like those images of like people walking away from an exploding building. It's it's great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, seriously, I, I think thanks for uh, inviting me on. It's the first podcast I've done with with four hosts, and it's 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 a lot of fun because it's like di- everyone's bouncing off of each other. Yeah, it is. We well, it's yeah. always interesting when I reach out to a guest and they said, "Do you have any questions for us?" I'm like, "No, there's four of us, so it's a casual <laughs> conversation, and I couldn't tell you what <laughs> what might be asked." So, I don't know where we're gonna go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I did not not expect uh, to end up talking about Doritos. <laughs> or wait, you know what? There there was a cinnamon sugar uh, Dorito once that I had that was sounded good, but it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I it was a like Lay's chip. The idea of that would be like a churro or something like that. Yeah, it was it was basically like a Dorito churro type or of like, thing. Or like Stacy's pita chips with the cinnamon and sugar. Those yeah. are good. Those, those are, are good. really good. Yeah. There you go. I don't know. We don't get those here. No, I think we do. I think I've Stacey's? had those before. I think so. Really? I've never heard of them. They're they're Maybe. like healthy they're like Whole Foods oh, kind okay. of a chip. That's why you haven't seen them. That would be why. You've never been in a Whole Foods in your life. <laughs> My Whole Foods include like a quarter pounder with bacon cheese. In the sense that I eat the whole thing? (laughs) Exactly. I'll eat a whole can of ravioli. (laughs) Some donuts. (laughs) And my double-double. All right, Lance, we're going to get you and let you get out of here. So (laughs) let you make your escape. But thanks again. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. Bye. 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 There you go. We have so much fun with um, fellow podcasters. Yeah, we do. We do. Actually, those, yep. I have to say they're my favorite shows these days. 
I really enjoy it when we have uh, other other OPPs. Well, done. <laughs> oh, wait, no, how does that? That's yeah, a that's, OPP. Is that a John right? Grimes reference? Yeah, John Grimes reference. Yeah. Yeah. Other podcasts. Other people's podcasts. Other people's podcasts. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> oh, wow. But he's, I'm telling you, a brave guy talking about some of these, uh, these topics that. Uh, Inflame, well, inflame the inflame the internet mob. Well, and you need, I think we need that, right? There's I a do, lot of us that play it safe, talk about tech, talk about you know the stuff we're comfortable talking about, and you know there's a lot of topics that people, well, people in general are afraid to talk about disabilities. So good on well, them. Well, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that just people can't. It's hard to have conversations these days because a lot of people out there just want to yell at each other. <laughs> um, and and so you you know who wants to get involved in that? Yeah. So I think that it's it's more about the the atmosphere than than um, people that are like they don't want to have the conversations. I think people do want to have the conversations. I just think that you know they just get sick of being yelled at all the time. So who the heck who the heck needs it? I don't know what that's like at all. Oh, Liz Malone, you had a song written for you. Relax, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> See, look at that, the Discord already. You're fine. <laughs> I know, see? He's, see? I'm telling you, man, he's... He's a, yeah. He's, he's. I think he's getting a little hangry. Wow. <laughs> I detect the hangry, the hangry Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, we do better, we need to... We better get out of here before he chews off a leg or something. I don't think we can handle a, a, a Ryan's rant at this at the end of the show. Ryan's rant, Ryan's rant, Ryan's rant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what? Speaking uh, just real quick, you guys missed a really good episode last week. We we talked to uh, Mike Buckley from Be My Eyes. Whew. AI is really exciting. I'm I'm so on board with AI now. I was afraid of AI initially, but after talking to him, it, it, there's some really cool stuff coming down the pipe for um, for AI in terms of uh, assistive technology. There is, so. but isn't it also in the UK now or the European Union is trying to put a halt or a slowdown on all this AI development? Well, I mean, I think that it doesn't hurt to slow it down and, and to, to not quite, for it to be the Wild West, I think we, it might need to be regulated, but that's just because, you know, people are out there just seeing what they can do willy-nilly. I think that it's it's very different, you know, work, the work that, that's being done in the assistive technology yes. space, I think, is, is very different. It's and being done responsibly, for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, we don't we don't need, need AI doing too much thinking for us or, you know, just putting crap out there in the wild without really thinking about, um, you know, what, what it does, so. Until my AI gets pissed off at me and says, yes, Liz, continue forward. And then I, <laughs> That's right. no, there's definitely no manhole cover open. Just keep going. <laughs> Just keep walking forward a good 30 feet. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> I hate you, Liz. What? Nothing. <laughs> Just hear it. Oh dear. Okay. Anyways, um, right, wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, hey, Ryan. Yeah, Rob. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for asking. How are you? So not. I'm so not used to everybody being here. But uh, so I'm just. D don't mind me. I'm just going to ask Liz a question here. Hold on. Hey, Liz. Uh, hey, Rob. Uh, where can people find us? 
Um, I guess they could find us at atbanter.com. Hey, they could also drop us an email if they so desired at cowbell at atbanter.com. What happened to our voices? We became really professional all of a sudden. You did. The rest of us yeah. are fine. No, Liz <laughs> did it too. I was mimicking you. Did she oh, whatever. <laughs> well, you know, was, that you well, can also not find us on social media. <laughs> That's right. Especially not on Instagram because we lost the password. We, well, yeah. Well, no. Yes. Well, no. Well, yeah. Instagram what? won't let us reset the password. Well, that's part of the problem, too. <laughs> Listen, it will be repaired. We're trying. As as Instagram's saying this page doesn't exist. First have, virtual world just problems. Means, just, Steve, it just means we, me you and Ryan and Rick have to go out for breakfast so I can take a new picture of Ryan eating pancakes <laughs> so that we can, we can have a triumphant relaunch of our Instagram. <laughs> Nothing but pancake pics. Mm. <laughs> I need I, I, I need to see these pancake pictures. I don't know what what you speak of. I know. Well, listen, and not only that, with the work that that uh, that they're working on with AI, the 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 AI will completely describe the picture for you <laughs> yeah, and put it into context. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeks stuffed, <laughs> syrup down chin. Mm, syrup. Mm. Will it describe you, Rob, as sitting next to a middle-aged man? Hey, hey, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, Silver balding, fox, rotund, hey, rotund, hey. Listen, whoa, now we, now things are just getting out of hand and nasty. You know, Ryan, that was just plain mean. Yeah, yeah. wow. What did I do to you? See, I'm telling you, Ryan will turn on anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to about do it for us this week. We that's appreciate right. everybody showing up. <laughs> Big thanks to Lance Johnson for We're joining us this around. week. <laughs> and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Sort of a coup? <laughs> <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H.com. Or call us toll-free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778 778- 847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. 